At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You gonna do him a picture? I'm gonna do a portrait. Well, you got some big old glasses. I huh? got them Coke bottles. Where'd they come from? They came from uh, from the glasses case. <laughs> what? What? He put my glasses on. Look at you. They were all. Did you get mine? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird wearing these things again. Um, I'm used to mine as a headband. Yeah, for real. <laughs> all right. For real, it's weird wearing glasses. Y'all ready to roll? Let's roll. Wait, can, you. Is it, can we cuss? You can do whatever you like. All right, it's awesome. gonna be, it's gonna be on the podcast. Joe Rogan might. It hear will this. be written into history for all eternity. <coughs> Let's yeah. go. Pretty much. I mean, I, I've never cussed, but I, I cussed on the last episode. So. Uh oh. You gotta, you gotta I, watch yeah, it. I've, I've cussed mouth. a lot. It's, yeah. You just sometimes you get a little passionate. Seriously, <laughs> I always, I, it's always I notice it after. I always try not to, but yeah. Yeah. I'm lying. I, I don't really. All right. Anyway. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I am back in Sesums, Mississippi, at the McGowan Art Studio, as it's all coming to fruition. Things that you shared with me about, what, two, three years ago now? Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. Who are you? Uh... Joseph McGowan, a part of the uh, McGowan Art Studio, I guess. <laughs> I'm Joseph Garland, uh, in the extended Joe family. Um, I'm an artist from Jackson, Mississippi, but I've uh, known Joe for like the, the two the, jo- the two Josephs for uh, what five seven years now. I don't know. And Joe just walked on. Getting choked up. <laughs> He's got to look pensively at the sunset. <laughs> Joe Part Three. And I'm I'm Joe McGowan. I'm uh, I guess the originator of the McGowan Art Studio concept. My son and I have been working on it for a few years, and we're enjoying the growth. Yeah, I know we don't have a video out here, but just like, just from two years ago to podcasting right there in the studio mm-hmm. to seeing. The log cabin being finished to seeing, well, I mean, what is that going to be? It's going to be our gallery workshop area. We'll do workshops. Visiting artists can train people to do something in their area. Of and not to mention the new home you built. Got a new. We designed that, my wife and I. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, just to talk a little bit about this dream, uh, Joe, where did it come from? I, I think originally we we felt like there was a need. There's a whole bunch of good creative people in this state, in this region, and they don't always have places to do or sell their artwork, you know? Mm-hmm. So we wanted a place to foster creativity and bring people together for collaborative efforts. And we wanted to bring people out to see our art as well. But uh, we just had this kind of idea that eventually we could have like a little retreat and, and maybe people could come rent a cabin or stay in our old house or, you know, whatever. We just thought it would be just a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, just from the last time that we spoke, as far as, I mean, that was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has life been like for y'all two as far as, like, uh, getting back out to the art festivals and reconnecting with, uh, you know, just people that y'all would usually see, like, uh, at these different festivals all throughout Mississippi? Like, I think last time we saw each other was uh, maybe in Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. was yeah, it? Yeah, Hub Fest. That's yeah. right. So uh, what did it feel like getting back out there on the road? <laughs> what are your thoughts, Joseph? I thought it was uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you really s- start to miss that sense of community that you get at like an art festival or an art walk. Uh, and I think going back out there, you, we started to realize what, how much, how much we enjoyed it. Maybe even took for granted how how cool some of those art festivals around the state are to participate in. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a. It's a weird dynamic it's a trade-off it's a you know two-sided conversation for an artist you know we need to share our art and have people like it but we also need them for us to be productive we you know we need both sides of it yeah and all you got to be as a fine artist you have to be relevant all the time you can't disappear or you're where'd you go no one knows who you are even for a month so we had a little residual time during the COVID period with no no art galleries no festivals no art walks we, we still had a little time where we had enough people who knew us that came out and bought art and whatnot. Yeah. But then you started seeing that, you know, it was real good at first, and then it went downhill, you know. And then, so we were really happy <laughs> yeah. to do a festival or anything, really, an art walk. I mean, it's been uh, tricky. We had to really work to sell anything. I think the first one back was that Expression Fest. That and then everybody was excited. We, we, I mean, and like, you know, we help, I, I mean, help organize that. I mean, this Jamie Rogers, you know. And yeah. You got to, sometimes you got to do things yourself. You can't wait. And that's the whole concept of our art retreat. We can't wait for someone else to do something for us. I, I, even in that time period, we were out here building stuff, constructing stuff, getting ready, you know, still working on the project. Yeah, I think like that's, that might be the narrative of the conversation is, I mean, just like you said, is, I mean, that's one thing that I've been finding is the future is waiting. Uh, if you sit back and you're just waiting for something to happen, it ain't never going to happen. You have to go to it. Yeah, you you got to move. Don't ever blame someone else because you're not successful. I mean, there may be reasons why you're not, but, but if you're capable and able mind, able body, you know, get out there. You have to make your opportunities. And anybody can, anybody can be as good as they can be as an individual in whatever their area is, you know. And we'll revisit it later, and I want to get to uh, our guest. I've had y'all before, y'all are both guests, but <laughs> it's more like family now. But, uh, <laughs> uh, like, just for the listener or for the public, uh, 
when you have the the gallery and the workshop finish, what is that going to look like for uh, just someone who is interested in art or maybe not an artist? Well, for for two people, like for the artists, we can have a visiting artist. They could do a workshop in this in this space, and we could uh, have fifteen or twenty people come participate, and we could charge the price. And the artist who's visiting could make some money, and we would take a small amount of that. So that's a great opportunity, and it's an opportunity for the visitors to learn something new and learn how to create some type of art in whatever whatever style the artist offers. And I mean, not only that, it's like one thing I've been really interested in, Joseph, is like mm-hmm. with your pottery and like the different uh, styles of art that you've been into for the past couple of years. I mean, I was just in the cabin and I was like, did you design the sink? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> So as as far as like the pottery, are you still are you still out of the state right now, or? Uh, I, I still go up there to the ceramic studio uh, and work with uh, Robert Long, he, who's the professor there. Um, there's a there's a lot of ceramicists around here, <laughs> so. There's a lot of opportunities to kind of learn about clay. So hopefully as we get the workshop started, that's, you know, that's one of those cool things. Like even within ceramics, there's so many different approaches to it. And depending on the artist giving the workshop, you might have a new appreciation of material or a new approach to making something. <laughs> well, and, and Joseph is unique. His style is different with ceramics. He's yeah. not doing what everybody else is doing. So we'll... As we get more equipment out here, we'll be able to offer ceramic lessons, That's right. and we'll be able to, you know, he'll be able to sell his wares, mm-hmm. and can kind and, of show you some yeah. new approaches to making something with clay. Uh, hopefully, we're not into what everybody else is doing. We're into what we're doing. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I see, I see, it, I see it in the art. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, there's not anything like it, and. I set my uh, my bedroom up as the green room when we throw the festivals, mm-hmm. for the, oh, and the cool. musicians can sit back there and they can work on their set list or yeah. just cool off for a minute before they go play the back porch. And that's where I have all of the art of yours that I own. It's it's on the walls, right? And uh, that's usually the first comment they make. You got some very unique art. <laughs> unique is a good word for yeah. weird. That's one of our favorite things about like going to festivals around the state is just to see how people react to it. Yeah. That's part of the fun of bringing something. If we don't make any me. money and we go to an art walk or an art festival and we can show somebody something different, and whether our experience with them is positive or negative, I don't care. I just want a reaction. Mm-hmm. I want a. I want a conversation. Yeah, so I, I believe that. I mean, just with the art of the fine details down to the lines and even the colors or whatever's chosen is. Uh, I've never seen anything else like it. And even like some of those world pieces that you've done uh, as far as like collaborating mm-hmm. with artists all mm-hmm. over the world, it's mm-hmm. fascinating stuff. Yeah. And, and the interpretation of somewhat strange art is, is very personal. Everybody can have their own meaning they take from any particular piece, yeah. which I think is great. I don't care. Absolutely. I want you to find something in it. That's the best part. I don't. So, Joseph... Getting to you. Uh huh. Middle Joseph. Middle, Middle Joseph Middle Garland. Joseph. Artist you can call me Garland Joseph. if you need to. <laughs> Joe G, whatever. So, uh, who are you? Where are you from? Man, okay, I'm from. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit about me. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, 
I guess I went to MSU just sort of because it's the obvious choice being from Mississippi. Uh, we'll talk about the other school. <laughs> that um, other school, yeah. And uh, that was made famous by Dan Mullins, wasn't it? What's that? The other school. Oh, uh, really? I think so. Like when I it must came, have picked it up somewhere. Yeah. When it came to the football program, like oh, I remember, like that. the press conferences called that other school, and he was like that other school. <laughs> he would never school. call Ole Miss by its I name. Heard, wait, what's the name of it? That's. <laughs> right. like, what, what, did you, what did you just say? Right. Yeah, that was good. So, um, yeah, I wound up at MSU. Um, what were you studying? I thought I was going to be a mechanical engineer because that was going to make me money to find. I, I knew I was just going to be an artist and make a bunch of weird stuff, but I thought that engineering was going to be my cash cow. But a couple of classes told me that that cow was, learning to milk that cow was more trouble than it was going to be worth. So I switched to art pretty abruptly, um, and the art program was, uh, it was interesting. I went back and forth between it, and I found a school in Gainesville, Florida, a cartooning school, kind of on a whim, and I ended up going there just kind of, uh, yeah, on a whim. That was a interesting, I mean, it was probably the best decision of, one of the best decisions I've made, because like... It was done very differently. It was done by these New York cartoonists that sort of just set up shop in Gainesville. It's a very, like, punk town, very DIY, and it was just, it was like, uh, you're with professionals, but they, they're they so casual. You just kind of fall in with them. They just share what they know. Mm-hmm. They're not holding anything back from you. I was learning, like, professional cartooning techniques, in a, but it was in a very, like, punk setting, and just, like, everything was sort of donated, and it just felt... It all just sort of came together, but they were—they were like concept artists. They were—they uh, were getting published and and everything with uh, the major, what graphic novel stuff like whatever, drawn in quarterly or uh, fanographics, and they were doing concept art for like Star Wars and stuff. It was uh, <laughs> it was cool. And then I went back to MSU with a with a expanded whatever brain, having never lived outside of Mississippi. And then that's when uh, I was taking a drawing two class with a professor, Suni, who's Suni No, who was, uh, she kind of, uh, she kept mentioning this guy, Joe McGowan, this crazy artist. I'll be darned. She was <laughs> the entomologist? Yeah, the entomologist. <laughs> she's very tight, and she teaches you how to draw very rigorously, and I, yeah, I mean, she's just like a local legend. She's amazing. But she kept mentioning this guy, Joe McGowan, and eventually... I run into him and I find out it's the same crazy jacked dude that I see at all these events just yelling at people, screaming at people. <laughs> we kind of got the same vibe, dude. If you ever like, if you're ever at a festival where we're both working, I'm glad that we're never close together because we do have the same interaction. Like I'm just shouting at people. That's it. You get over here. You, you don't, got don't to. walk by my booth with that, or I'm we're gonna interact. Yeah. Don't definitely. you don't walk by yeah. without interaction. Man, that thing. I mean, that, that thing that you're saying, Joe, about positive or negative. I mean, as long as you get a reaction. Yeah. And it's true because I mean, Joe, you kind of poke ant hills in people, but it's like, I'm so glad you do because you're you do it in a friendly way. You're like, yeah, well, that's true. It's like. I don't think you're ever going to admit that, but it's like, <laughs> even though you just did, but it's like, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just glad that you're out doing stuff. Cause, um, man, what, it's just like, I don't know. I started working for Joe at the entomology department, pinning bugs, Elmer's, uh, pinning Elmer's glue, putting Elmer's glue on 
ants and uh, kind of collecting them for these drawers. It was just kind of like grunt work in entomology world. Um, that was one of the coolest jobs I've ever had. And I just felt so much creativity like, and just so many ideas coming out. Because um, of the environment or the people you were around? Because of the people I'm around, because of the environment. You're surrounded by these weird insects. You're looking at insects under microscopes. Seeing the natural world up close. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that's, and that's one thing I love about his art because, like, when you're looking at, like, these, you know, these weird creatures that come out of his mind, but, like, when you look at an ant under a microscope, you kind of get where it may have been inspired. You see some of the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I didn't. It's very natural, it's very nature. Yes. And I didn't realize it at the time, but th- th- it was like. When I was. Yeah, th- th- these, these were like some of the most creative or like inspiring settings to be in and I would come out here a couple of times back in I don't know 2015 seven years ago or something and uh, we were chilling and then I, I wanted to move back to Gainesville after I graduated um, so I was just kind of picking up different art skills trying to find my way and I'm still doing that um, but man I just kind of jumped into my life story didn't I but anyway um, no it's perfect yeah uh, you're, you're doing all the work for me you're right right <laughs> um Joe hooks me up with these entomologists at UF, and I go over there. I work in a couple of biology departments at uh, there for six months, and I'm 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 making work, and stuff's coming out. And uh, you were seeing some of that. That was that kind of early pink cartooning stuff. Yeah, I'm doing that. There's not a lot of insects, but I'm working at the entomology stuff, putting in um, information on different ant species, measuring butterfly wings of Trinidad, and all this stuff. The butterfly species of uh, the Caribbean. It was a cool job, and then all of a sudden I get this, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm missing something, so I decided to move to New York. Why New York? Why New York? I think, so I found out it's called, the reason why it's called the Big Apple, the emphasis is on the big, not the apple. It's, um, the the, the thought being that if you're going to grab an apple, you might as well grab the biggest one. Uh, if you got a pile of fish to fry, start with the biggest one. And, um... So I was thinking... Now, being a small-town Mississippian, what did it feel like in the Big Apple? It had to feel like you were the smallest fish in the biggest pond. Oh, yeah. I showed up with no... I, there probably were more connections. I thought I had to do everything, you know, bass-ackwards, lighting the candle on both ends. But I showed up to New York on the during the some, like, record blizzard with two uh, just two luggage containers. I'm dragging them through the snow to my Airbnb, uh, and I just sort of, like desperately start looking for the for apartments i feel like i just like bit off way more than i could chew and i absolutely did was there that fear you was gonna be living in your car for a while i actually did live in my car for a while (laughs) (laughs) that reality you mean yeah the reality of it that came later but uh yeah new york new york i kind of i kind of jumped into the fire preemptively um there was there was a couple of nice detours I took or a couple of little adventures I fell into. How did you find there. that school up there? I never asked you how Tell you. Tell them what that's yeah. called. It's, it's a pretty well known. So school. in the art world, if you're into figurative art, there's a sub community or whatever figurative artists. Um, I just call it like atelier culture or like uh, atelier is like a French word. It means workshop. That's um, why you're from Paris, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I'm from Paris. <laughs> And uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Paris. Jackson, Mississippi, aka Paris, the <laughs> Paris of the South. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so for some reason they call themselves ateliers because back in the 1850s, the Ecole des Beaux Arts in Paris or whatever, 
they were putting if you're talking about if you want to do figurative photographic amazing figurative work that was the peak you got Bouguereau you got um I don't remember the other artist Bastian LePage I think there's like I, I, there's all these artists whose names I don't remember but uh extremely refined incredibly lifelike um and like I wanted to learn Which how to do some of the that. comments I made about like some of the portraits yeah. that you did. I'm, I try. I was one of the loosest dudes there, but like it was it was a good experience and I I was I just sort of got sucked into the idea of being a very tight figurative artist cuz I love being crazy and I love cartooning and I love just abstract wild shit, but I also want to be able to go tight if I want to be. I want the full range, you know. And so I was at that school really learning how to draw this kind of school is the one you would you would um the first thing you do no mechanical pencils this isn't fine enough point five isn't fine enough point three is not fine enough you have to get a pencil whittle the thing down um as the visuals but you have to whittle you have to whittle away the wood of a pencil sharpen it down to a needle point essentially it takes forever you have to be so careful with it you will spend we would spend four hours drawing less than a, probably like a half a square inch of, of drawing. Like, just the, the curve on a muscle. We would spend four hours drawing just this, like a, this small section of a bicep. The curve of the bicep. Uh -huh. That kind of granularity. You would have to factor in the, the, the like, cavities in the paper, like the, the pulp in the paper. You would have to make sure that you were depositing the graphite into the paper. That kind of microscopic stuff. It was, it was tight. Um... That sounds normal to me. Yeah. Do you think... Yeah. I'm just... I don't want to interject. Do you think that's like a normal part of progression of a lot of artists to go into this tight, rigorous... Like, I had a similar thing when I was younger. I really got into tight portraiture yeah. and whatnot as well. Yeah. But then I wanted... Then I got... I was loose in between, but I had I wanted that in there. Is that like... Does that help you? It did. It really did. Like... I, I kind of want, I guess I like buffets, you know, I like sampling everything on the, when I go to a buffet, I gotta get everything, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and then when I get seconds, I only get the stuff that I like, you know, I kind of, so that's sort of the approach I was taking, and I went really tight for a second there, and um, I don't want to stay that, that refined and that, like, adhering to reality or whatever, but, but it was a good, I was obsessed for a while, like, I just, I could go forever just, like, doing... It'll suck you in if you want to. Yeah, just like crossing your eyes on it, right? Crossing your eyes, yeah. And eventually you kind of get, they get kind of stuck. <laughs> so I had to, I had to reel back from that. But I was trying to, and then I kind of got thrown to the wolves in New York. I didn't, I was, I thought I would just, I thought it was the shit. You know, I thought I would, I thought, I thought just like opportunities are going to fall at my feet or whatever. But no, of course not. Like, um, I left school, I was thinking... Yeah, I was thinking, I got this, but no, I was like, I was just struggling to survive. And then, just stuff started happening, it just started, I don't know, my spirit just started shriveling. I don't know what it was, but like, my life was just, over the next two years, it just seemed like stuff just started getting more and more, my motivation just started waning, it started making less and less work, and it was, it was kind of staying tight and like, portrait bound, even though I, I, I wanted to get back to just letting loose and being more wild with my art. But for the last several, even before COVID and definitely after COVID, I fell into like a, sort of like a black hole, you know. It was getting, it was getting hard to get I out of. I believe like a lot yeah. of us did. Yeah. Uh, and like, a lot of people haven't came back yet. 
Man. And his was compounded by being this guy in this giant city trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I was living out of my car. And, the, and yeah. I wanted to ask you, just because of how rigorous, like, the form and tightness of that are, do you yeah. think it had anything to do with it? Like, is that, like, just super perfection? or? Yeah, I'm not going to say that that was... Not for everyone, because some people thrive in that sort of environment, and they do incredible work. But for me, it was like, it was not, you can let that stuff get to your head, and you can think that it needs to be absolutely perfect, and, and it can, it can, it can, if you let it, like, ruin your ability to make art. Like, it just gets... Technique is not the only... Technique is not the only thing. Right, that's a part of it. It and starts to... It's, yeah. it's only useful if it helps and aids what you're doing. You know, it, I like to say like it is not the end. If, like, if you make it the end, it is a dead end. And it's just will, a means, right? It's just a means. If that's the way you want to show what your view is, yes. If if you want to be like an abstract painter, yeah. you, you know, you're not going to be like oh, but you want to do you want to do it with everything in you to make it real. You know, whatever that means. Um, Jackson Pollock. You know, yes. if you're throwing paint on it, do it with gusto, man. Yeah. You know, don't don't just. You know, you have meaning. I yeah, mean, have a reason. Just, you can't just Whatever play you around. do, be the, be the best at what you're doing. Yes. But, but sometimes it can be a crutch. Yes. It, no, it, it really can be a crutch. And and so is that, like, we were speaking earlier over at the cabin about, like, your three phases of art. Like, sort of, yeah. Like, I, th- I think I want to get one of those piss bottles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I mean, was that was that at a was that at a low period in your art or like? Dude, it what, probably what was that. It probably was. The piss bottles were coming out of um, <laughs> the piss bottles were coming out of a phase. Looking back, where, where I was going, that was that was beginning a sort of descent and a descent of a, a emotional health or whatever. I don't know if there's a correlation there, but I was just I also love. They also look nice. It's like in the sunlight. If, if you don't know what's in it, it's like, oh, what a pretty amber color. You know, but they're, they're apple I mean, juice. Apple juice, man. Reflecting in the sunlight. I'm telling you, you walk around New York. There's just these little golden juice bottles all over the sidewalks. You'll just see them. People never talk about them, but they're they're there. Yeah, they're crazy. part of the landscape. Yeah, wow. and I was. That was so wild. Like, you showed me that that drawing. Yep. Because I had a friend. He just got back from New York City, and he was like. I don't think I'll ever go back. He was like, there were piss bottles everywhere. Yep. And I was like, the irony. They don't yeah. tell you. Yes. They don't tell you about that. And then, That's funny. I don't, even, don't even get me started when I started living in my car. I mean, I got the first-hand experience. <laughs> so that was self I think that was like unnecessary and self-imposed. I kind of had this tendency, or I had a tendency to make everything really difficult for myself. I thought if I wasn't difficult. You like playing life on hard? Yeah. I thought that if I wasn't playing life on hard, then I wasn't like taking it seriously, but I realized life is hard. Even if you're making it fun, if you're making it, it's still hard. Have y'all read the Diary of a Genius, Salvador Dali's biography? Autobiography? No, tell us about it. Well, that was one of the things he would do. Yeah, he would, uh, he would coat. He would go outside to paint naked. <laughs> he would coat his. This is what he said. He would completely coat his body with olive oil and paint naked outside in the heat. And like the and flies would land yeah. all over him. Have you read this? And he's like, what kind of artist am I if a few flies bother me while I'm painting? That he is didn't true. need to do that. He's <laughs> like a hair shirt, yeah. What, what, what's the point of that? You know, just stay, you know, you don't have to do that. It's crazy. But he he was a decent artist. Yeah, he was also rich as hell. But, I mean, there's still a part of that I still like, but, but anyway. 
Yeah, that was that was like a two year. Uh, maybe it was a depression. <laughs> I mean, this is this is one of the times where we actually have porch talk on the porch. So a barking dog is <laughs> it's pretty it's part of the environment. This dog hates a four wheeler. <laughs> he's still gnarled up about it. Look at him. He's well, showing he, teeth. He had an injury. He ain't with it. He had an injury. It's a permanent snarl now. Yeah. He just he's permanently mad. Yeah. On that side. He acts docile when when he wants a pet. So what happened? You're in New York. You're in a car. I mean, how'd you get back here? Why are you here? What are well, you doing, man? Yeah, I don't know. What, what is going on? Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's I mean, you're going. in the Big right. Apple. Dude, you're, I'm in the Big Apple. Nothing's you working. You got the world by the tail. I mean, so it, they say. Well, the thing is that it kind of, <laughs> it, it's so weird in New York because you're on one hand around the poor, you're around like poverty. And then on the other hand, you're around like glitz and glamour. And you know, you have, or at least I, you have like connections on both sides. It's weird. And like. I just feel like I'm in the middle of it, and I, I don't I don't necessarily want to be in either world, you know? It's like the a lot of the, the, the fancy art stuff, it's like, it's so hollow feeling. It's just like, it just feels kind of fake, you know what I mean? But I mean, not to say there's not good stuff in there, but like, it can be kind of nauseating if you make, if you make technique your life, that will like, that will stymie you and kind of pull you under after a while. And if you make glamour and the fashion and all the status your life, that will pull you under and completely distract you from the... The main thing, which what I'm seeing, is just making art and making it from your from your heart. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't yeah, want a high definitely. level art director, gallery director dictating what's good art, right? Yeah, you know that's so much of that that's stuff. A, is that's just, a real thing. In a, it's just in me too. Yeah. It's just same here. It's just it's all people looking at each other. What's trendy right now? And yeah, it's like the more trendy you try to be, the more you end up looking like everyone I else. Say it, it was Picasso, and uh, as he got older, uh, his art, as far as beauty, just at a glance, it it wasn't as beautiful as his early work. Yeah, in his early life, he made it ugly and naive. Yeah, ugly and naive. Ugly and naive. And so like, developed. and a lot of people were really drawn to that. And so like, it's more real. Yeah, it's more from this. And that 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 was a big question that I had was like, so what if you can make the most beautiful picture or drawing or whatever it is, if the, if it's not real. We have a similar approach to like when yeah. we're out and about and listening to people and like, you know, if this art that we're doing appeals to the broad mass of people, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not doing it for appeal. I mean, some people will like it and some people won't. I'm doing it because I have to do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to ever be like, that doesn't mean I won't do things that people like if I'm in the mood. <laughs> Maybe, but you know, you know, right. you don't, don't want to limit yourself. <coughs> yeah. You don't want to limit like, if you can be, be yourself, and there, at some point in the day, it, you're gonna be a more fulfilled human. Yeah, I mean, I think about that just in the music scene. Like, as far yeah. as like when I produce and mix and master all my songs, and then I might share it, I might not. I, I'll just put it back, or whatever that looks like. Yeah, is a friend. That sounds really great, man. You know that. You should share it. Yeah, maybe. Eventually. Or, you know, we might have this cool opportunity with a band where, like, an agent or someone is interested in us. Mm, not so much. Why? Man, I, there's something about being independent and doing it your own way. Well, yeah. there's also, like, pieces of art, like, I might never want to sell. 
Yeah. You know, they have more meaning it personally. Definitely is, yeah. Or or conversely with, with music, you might be like, just because someone is super popular in the world or locally or regionally in their in tap with what the average person likes doesn't doesn't make something good or bad. It's just yeah. you know, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, it's a very I mean, art in itself, like whether it be music or visual, it's a very subjective thing. For sure. So think, yeah. back to New York and getting back here. How did you yeah. wind up back here? All right. Yeah, so it's it's hard to think about what went on the last couple of years, but it, it just sort of came to a dead so end. So were you up in New York during COVID and all yeah. that? Yeah, so as soon as I, I was in my car for three months, and I lived in my studio for three months, it was dumb, it was stupid, <laughs> and then and then I was like, i got to get back in an apartment, I'm, I'm going to die, and uh, as soon as I get back in my apartment, COVID hits. As soon as I get an apartment, COVID happens. So I'm, I go from trapped in my car to trapped in my apartment. <laughs> and um, and that's when I start kind of going home. I start going back to Jackson, um, which I, I thought I was like... Were you driving or flying? I was flying. Um, well, I drove, the, I drove the car back at first because I was like, I'm sick of this car thing. All it does is collect parking tickets. And uh, that's all a car is good for is collecting parking tickets in the yard. And um, I drove home. I was getting back in Jackson, and I thought I had like burned my bridges. I thought I was like I was done with Mississippi. <laughs> but I really, the longer I was in New York, the less impressed I was with it. Not to say that it's not good, but it's like Mississippi's no less good. It's, I mean, it's, it's the same. It's just people are people. People are creative wherever they are, and it's it's cool back here. And I was finding. I was finding I hate I hated to admit it, but I was like I kind of like life back in Jackson or uh, up here Starkville better. My my quality of life is better here than it is in New York, and so eventually I was working a bad job, um, and it was just it was coming to a it was coming to a head. Uh, I was already like flying visiting visiting friends, thinking I was gonna move out, and then I had an accident at work. I was working the the. Group. 10, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. at a bar, being a bar back, and I was cutting limes one day, and then I cut off something I didn't mean to, a little tip of my middle finger. Uh. There was some, uh, there was some uh, bloodshed, and that was. I was sitting in the the emergency room, just thinking with. It was intense pain. I've, I'm kind of lucky, but that's the biggest injury I've had, and it was like. Um, you had an epiphany. Yeah, and I was like. I was in a world of pain. It was just a fingertip, but it was, it was painful, man. And I was like, what? And I was like, how did I... I got this because I was working at this shitty job so I could pay money to live in this shitty apartment in this shitty neighborhood with, like... <laughs> God. And, and I was like, this is what I'm suffering for? This is what I'm suffering this for? No. Uh-uh. And I was seeing, uh-uh. Like, life is just... I just And it just had a couple, like, personal... Tragedies. I had a friend who died, um, and, and it was just like, I was just seeing, like, life ain't no game, you know? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. 
Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I mean, the stakes are high, you know, the consequences of of life are kind of high. And I was like, I can't just waste time. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. And you only get, well, maybe, but supposedly you only get one shot at it. You only it. get one shot. I act like I only got one shot. I don't know, this might be, uh, I might have had 10,000 lifetimes before, but I yeah. mean... This is the only one I know, so yeah. I'm going to make the most <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, I mean, just from there to here is how did this opportunity open up? I mean, obviously you met Joe and Joseph at Mississippi State. Yeah. But how did this opportunity open up and to open it up broader is, as far as this is the first residency, Joe? We've had uh, – we're not quite ready 100% with everything we're doing, but yeah. we can't wait. So we've had right. several guest artists, scientists uh, come visit and yeah, hang out. Yeah, last weekend you had. Yeah, some we we we've cats had several. That. We've had we had a surrealist from Spokane come down. He had his apprentice. We've had a few people here and there, and uh, but this is the first one where we had some money uh, available to pay a stipend to the artists, and that's because one hundred percent the Del Rendon Foundation, which is a philanthropic art music supportive group locally which i'm a, i'm a part of as well and uh we've uh there's just enough money in there now to pay some for various things like a resident artist give them some money and we have a place to do it there's no other real place here and that's you so they get an, an artist can come here now he's the first one joseph garland's our first one to get paid uh you can come here stay for free and you get a little stipend and for an artist in, in the fine arts world that's huge because it is. I mean, you yeah, don't. I you like, don't. I mean, what is that? You know, it has to mean everything, right? Not only are you back at your roots, not only are you in Mississippi, but you're in a a place of like fairly tranquil out here. Fairly tranquil. Oh yeah, fairly is the it's, it's, understatement. It's a, it's a combination. Like like I'll let him get on this, but it's like mm-hmm. first you got a place to stay. Second, you got some money, which is huge. You you got some creative elements, some people who are into creativity, and we foster it. You know, that's huge. And There's hardly, creativity mm-hmm. too. but it also it can be yeah. a building block. You can say, I did this artist in residence program here. Now I can put that on my resume. I can maybe get a grant and I can do another mm-hmm. one. Right? I know people who do this. That's all they do. They travel the world doing these. Some pay, some don't. Sometimes you have to work. Sometimes you have to pay. There's all kinds of but levels. As far as like Mississippi, I think, is, is this the only thing like this in the state? I don't knowledge? know how there, many paid residencies there are. There are some, but but I would bet you there are not many, if any, private ones. Yeah. Like we are not an art museum. We're not an art gallery. <laughs> We're not an arts council. We're not a university. We're just <laughs> two art dudes out in the country, and we're trying to help find funds to pay an artist and yeah. bring them out here. And it and 
you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's not, and there's certainly not many that pay that yeah. I'm aware of, but there's none in this area for sure. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same. It's with the, the festivals that I throw at the house just to bring those musicians in and, yeah. uh, and everything that I do is like, uh, try to provide them a place to stay if they want to stay or, and also like giving them exposure to a group of people who would have never heard them if it wasn't for yeah, being there. Yeah. Well, so so while he's here, while Joseph is here, we can do several things. We're we're gonna have a little show. We've already Joseph helped line this up at a local idea shop on yeah. Main Street. It's a, an affiliation of the the uh, university where it's uh, the Entrepreneur Center has this idea shop. So he's gonna have a show there next Friday and Saturday. We'll we'll have a little opening, and the next day he'll be showing his art again for yeah. sale. He'll do some live painting. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, we're going to bring people out here to visit and potentially buy things from him while he's here. If he doesn't sell a thing, it's still Don't successful. Don't sell the piss bottle. Don't, I'm not I'm not packing that one. That's a that's one of those uh that's Personal. not for the that's not for the mass market right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, Joe, I hate to interrupt. Man. No, no, it's fine. No, I mean, there's just a lot an artist can get out of it, especially a younger artist. And he's our first paid one, and we'll I hope we'll bring in a bunch more. Another, you know, we might have some some of the artists we have come out here might uh, work on a project out here, like do a mural, paint on the walls of this house up there, do a sculpture, uh, something like that. Absolutely, we want every artist to leave something, including Joe. He needs to do something here. If he paints a door in the old oh, house, leave. yeah. If he leaves us a painting on a wall, if it's a sculpture, they do something in the yard. We want something left behind to be part of this. You know, I mean, I think about the times that I mean, I've spent over here. I mean, each time you invited me over, I mean, I think about this was the first time I met JC Long, and I mean, just some of the other cats I've met <laughs> since you invited me out here. And I was like, you, you cultivate such a good environment for yeah. creativity, as if like the environment wasn't enough on its own, but you, you, you put the right people in the right place. If you bring a few really creative people together a field can be a wonderful place they start feeding off a gravel each other, lot getting excited a gravel lot but then the <laughs> the more you do to it if you turn it into an oasis an artistic and visual botanic wonderland it's even greater <laughs> dude shangri-la yeah seriously no that's absolutely right because this i was showing um i was showing the other person who was here the paintings i made here the like landscape paintings i made here if you compare them to the stuff i was I've been making when I'm in Jackson. Um, they're different. They're they're so much looser. Um, I'll have to show you them later. But like, it's just something about being here. Just from the moment I start putting my paintbrush down, the amount of possibilities, where I imagine it going, the, the possibilities, the aperture of possibility is so much wider. I just have so many more options. My brain goes in so many more directions, and it's just from the simple fact of being here. I, th I think there's something to it. I was recently listening to an interview. It was, it was about the arts, and um, they were talking about how uh, whether you're in a concrete journal or jungle, yeah, like in the city, maybe yeah. Jackson, maybe New York City, yeah. But as far as the aptitude for seeing beauty, might just be a turf of grass on a median versus being right. able to experience nature and to just hear the the locusts cicadas the crickets mm -hmm. you see a fish jump out of the pond and then you kind of get a real big sense of how big this place is and then it kind of opens you up yeah yeah it's the it's the it's so much more in the eye or the the way it's seen what's seeing it 
seeing what it really is rather than just seeing the I don't You're I, sitting inside a painting with the painter. <laughs> you know? It's like two things, you know, like you're yeah. inside the world that you want to create and you're with the people that create it also. And, and in this case we created this was a field when we moved here. This everything out here is you know, it wasn't here. It was a field. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you can... Yeah, you the can, most seemingly mundane stuff is, is uh, just as profound as the profound stuff. It just needs the right vision, you know? And pulling that out is, that's the that's the uh, yeah. the tricky part. I read that uh, Van Gogh, he was in, like, the south of France. He got out of Paris. He was walking around the south of France, just, like, farm communities. He was writing about how, like, it was just, like kind of backwards there but he was like the countryside was so beautiful and he was writing um he was so inspired by the japanese prince the yukioi hokusai prince and he was saying i feel like i'm in japan right now you know and just just that imagination he was using i think that enabled him he he could see he could bring that sort of whatever japanese sensibility into the south of france even though he never went to japan and he was able to make something completely new he could see what was just inherently there in what southern France, even though no other artist had painted it that way before, it was always there. He just it just needed someone to see it that way. If you can find beauty, it's weird seeing, in yeah. the mundane, in the everyday. It's it's really easy to be creative. Yeah, I don't look for a create uh, inspiration. I'm inspired every second of every day. Right, art flows out of like for me, it just flows out. I, I when people say I have a stumble block or I don't know, you know, you don't you can't buy it. it like you you, you got outside of you. Yeah, yeah get out there and. If you start everything, every time, not once in a while, like every time I look at a flower, the same flower, the same kind, every single time, it still is amazing. Every time. Not once in a while. Right. Every blade of grass, every, every time I walk by a juniper bush, I, I pick a piece and sniff it. Every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. It's yeah. always good. You know? You know what I mean? It it's can, always good. It doesn't yeah. get old. Right. And if you always have that mindset... Everything is inspiration. Right. Everything you see, everything, everybody you talk to, everybody, everything you yeah. learn about, yeah. it all goes together. It flo- you let it go in and let it flow out. And then just and yeah. you, then you're like, man, I wish I had 7,000 hours in a day because I don't have enough time to do my stuff. I don't want to sleep, man. Man. <laughs> and so, I mean, just to, to dig a little bit, is this your first day here for the residency? Or? I got here yesterday, so this is my first wool day. Okay. So... Uh, just two weeks, right? Two weeks, yeah. I'm out next month. Yeah, Sunday. Kicking him out on the seventh. Kicking me out. That's enough. So <laughs> when you, when Joe or however this set up, when he reached out to you and told you about this, uh, and he was going over like what it would be like. Yeah. Like in your mind, like what were you looking to get out of this experience? I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to... What I want is to pull my art make... Go down that sort of... It, it's it's so it's so funny. It seems so simple when you say it, but to do it is another thing. But I just want to make the most creative and original and exciting art that I can. And doing that, that's all I've ever wanted to do. But 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 somehow this or that will come up and it'll try to distract you from doing that. Or you, why don't you go for this instead? Or here you need to take care of this. And this is as good an opportunity as any, as I know, to to try to to really go down that sort of bloodhound trail of like just pursuing creative art. 
Um, so we'll see what we'll see where it goes. I might be talking to uh, talking a big talking big game. We'll see if I can uh, live up to it. Well, we're giving him a little bit of a guideline here. We're like, like I'm like, I want you to do a bunch of art while you're here. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to just go out here and listen to music and play. I'm not trying game. to just vibe. Yeah. So we want we want it to be a sort of a challenge, but a creative environment to make that challenge and. He also wants to know a little bit about well, how did we get into the world? What the realistic part of selling art, putting your art out there, um, being confident as an artist in your art. That's a that's a huge thing. Artists they forget the business side. They forget the uh, how to market themselves, how to show themselves. They're like oh, you know, I don't think I'm that good. They forget that they're better than almost everybody else. And what they're doing, no one's better. No one is better than you at what you do. Right. And I mean, when you're you the only, realize you're the only you. You remember the first? There was a we we invited him to a we we did a like little event at Rick's, Rick's Cafe, yeah, and and uh, it was a number of years ago. And I said, Joseph, man, I want you to come do this. He said, I don't know, you know, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't do that, yeah. you know. And he was like that. He didn't know how to talk. Oh, and, I don't know, man. And like, yeah. just, I said, bring your stuff. Bring some sketches. Sketch way. It doesn't matter what you bring. Whatever you bring. Most of the people who will come visit that event will not be able to do what you do. Yeah. And and that one time will make you want to be an artist for real. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. what 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 happened, you know? I sold the most I ever did and people loved it and I was making stuff that it was exciting. Sell it was a, yourself short. It was yeah, absolutely. It was an incredible night and I totally took it for granted and I didn't do anything like that since then, but I always think about that as like you a, got you got you got to that. remember that what you do as an artist a, music, a creative is not everybody can do it Joseph McGowan he's a weirdo yeah he does stuff no one else does. Yeah. we that's all do thing. stuff no one else does that's right and to catch up with you a little bit Joseph is yeah. like uh, I mean what's what have you been up to lately you're working on a sketch right now yeah just doing a little drawing <laughs> hmm. Working through. So I mean, like, it's, I mean, you're a musician, you're an artist. I mean, I know you, you, you're constantly busy with both. But what is what's life been like here lately for you? Uh, we've been. Uh, I think the biggest creative project of late has been wor- working on this concept as the Knockdown Art Studio because you know we do a lot of the construction ourselves out here. A lot of the landscaping ourselves so we've been spending a lot of time on that as like a kind of creative project um, yeah <laughs> right on it's, it's just as far as like opening up uh, the property and the land like uh, obviously you and Joseph are friends but yeah. like uh, like how exciting is it to like bring these people in and like, oh, yeah. just have that I mean, opportunity, to, like know, just to work and yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because like at the same time that Joseph is coming out here, helping to be like inspired and doing some new work that he wouldn't usually do and getting involved in some creative thought process, we're like we're definitely feeding off each other, and I, I've been doing a lot more art already since Joseph has been here. Uh, and we're always talking about art ideas and collaborative possibilities. Uh, so that, that's a good point there. So it's just like stuff kind of hops together. It's like yeah. no one's doing it. It's just like a, the, there's some sort of minds bouncing off each other. It just kind of creates this sort of creative uh, hurricane or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. it's true. Yeah. and then that's Joseph definitely. is at a weird place because he's like, 
a professional artist he was for a long for several years now mm-hmm. also off and on going to school so like his peers often are you know still in school or just starting out and he he has a weird uh viewpoint because like i remember we had a show at a, at a college down in uh, laurel the jones community college yeah a few yeah. a number of years ago and uh, he was 21 maybe 20 yeah and we had the show me and him and another lady and we each talked to the students and he's talking to students and he's like a sophomore <laughs> in college and some of them you know are the same Junior age seniors. but he's like here's yeah. the show yeah. you know and what are you doing he's selling art already you know so he has a different viewpoint because he's been doing it for so long so that's kind of interesting yeah. must be a weird dynamic <laughs> being a artist and the same age as others but all, an inspiration but a peer you know when we go out i mean you know you we go to these little events and there's like hey like oh who's this guy you know he's young and doing art that's that's important he's starting he's doing the full thing from the beginning really and yeah that it, was uh i guess it was right after i got back from scad that's that's when me and dad kind of really started talking about you know maybe we should do these art festivals together and start helping out getting events that don't exist you know start getting art walks uh, things of that nature I really appreciate like a lot of the work that y'all have done in Starville as yeah. far as like just I mean it's been su- support of Expression Fest and yeah. yeah you know we did a lot we did uh, the Sunday Funny events we did the mm-hmm. we did events at Rick's we did a lot of like pop-up shows at stores yeah. we did things out here we just go knock on doors. Can we have a pop up show at your your, your place? Businesses and just ask some people are. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with this podcast, right? It's yeah. like if I hear like uh, you know one of the ones that comes to my mind in Starkville that I haven't done yet is Serendipity Hippie. It's mm-hmm. like I want yeah. to really sit down with them. Yeah. And be like, what's the scoop? What's Serendipity the Hippie is a beautiful example of a business that came out of Sunday Funday, Scooters Records. So when you do, you never know where so things like, are going to go. So like when these off. people step out. And they'd be like, oh, I can do this, right? They, right. The, both yeah. of those entities started having booths at, at our first Sunday Funday the first year. And they're like, you know, we got people are buying our stuff. And they went and set up a store. They came out of like a local art walk, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, now look at them. They're both doing great. That's two great I mean, they, they survived COVID. That says a lot. And they're, yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're doing fine. And they're the kind of business, you know, in this area we love. You know, yeah. it's like it's different and unique and thriving. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. Ooh, look at this guy. He's doing a so Joseph. Like we we jumped the gun. I wanted to start like yeah. early childhood and like during your development. <laughs> uh-huh. Is uh, like some I mean, what psycho, uh, analysis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, no, just like how did how did you get into art? Like what what made you want to pick up? like colors or was it music first or what i mean what did that look like early like high school days or whatever i feel like yeah i feel like the earliest stuff it's always been cartoons i remember reader rabbit the fucking the reader (laughs) rabbit pc game i thought i thought the mouse was the coolest thing he had a little mouse sidekick uh i thought she was so cool and i remember sailor moon i remember watching sailor moon from an early age i was just captivated by the the opening all the stars and Ah, and the, yeah. the magic wand and just like flying through space I was just like what the hell is this yeah it was it was insane and then um 
it always felt like too cool. Like it was too cool for me, and like I couldn't access it because I'm in like Mississippi, where you got to be like football and like and baseball and all that stuff. So, but I I would I drew a cartoon when I was I would draw just cartoons when I was like from a probably I remember when I was six I just took up a pen and I drew these like uh, Gary Varvel cartoons and World magazines and like conservative uh, comics. Uh, and then Bible Baseball, I did like a, there was, we had some board game, Bible Baseball, and I had a cartoon of this pitcher so you, winding up. you grew up. up in church? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I grew up in church. <laughs> I know the, yeah. The Bible, I, Bible stories are still, they're still in, really interesting. I mean, that, that, they teach great morals. They really, they do. There's, there's a real, there's a real good thing to it. Like, I really like all the Bible stories and all the, Christianity even, it's, it's still cool, man. But like, so I was in that. I was in that world, and I went to school, and I, you just kind of go through school, and you kind of, you're kind of told like art is kind of lame, and man, and all the I used to, I was like a closet weeb, you know what I mean? I love it. You know anime. what? I wish yeah. I was in school today. Yeah, we were because just like about every that. everyone praises like someone going off to band camp now. Yeah, or they praise the artist. Yeah, what happened? And I was like, what the hell were y'all? Where, where, what was this? We were just talking about that, like all What's the stuff that? What we liked. There was been a, a shift. There was a shift. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. And the same stuff now. People are, are so appreciative. You're really, the, you're really cool. You're yeah. a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Hey, an artist. The, the weeb stuff. The, yeah. the weeb art stuff. It's like the weeb showing like, cool the earth. Yeah. Newer generation. Crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what a weeb is. I must be a too old. That's for just you guys. like a, the obsession with Japanese cartoons and media, yeah, like mangas and yeah. That stuff's kind of catching like wildfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like okay. it's uh, manga. Japanese comic books are actually destroying like Marvel and DC or yeah. anything yeah. that the United States is doing right That's now, true. as far as like comic art. It started back in the I think like the mid mid nineties when That's t- right. Yeah, like Tanami was publishing a cartoon that was Dragon Ball. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z came out and uh, yeah, I guess what what Nintendo back in the eighties, but. But yeah, that stuff, it just seems like there's a generational split. Anyone born after, it seems like, 1980, especially after 1990, there's just, the amount of Japanese media is just, the presence of, like, that influence on people is, mm-hmm. is that's one of the big distinctions, I feel so like. So what year were you born in? 95. 95, boy. So I was born in about the same time period. <laughs> yeah. 1964. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 64. 64. Yeah, you, you, were, you were weird when it was weird to be weird. You Man, had, I was. Uh, I grew up weird, and I'm still weird. Books, I man. used to be weird. I, <laughs> that was weird. I still. I don't know. Though. I mean, like, I don't. I wonder that though. Like, you have you. You've always been kind of in the fitness and everything, though, right? Well, I grew. Yeah, I grew up in Maine, and uh, we lived in a vacuum, and I didn't. We didn't have any money. I didn't know anybody who did. Art. I didn't know anything about art. I just did. I love those pictures when you recently went back to Maine and like yeah, getting yeah. In those farces. But uh, but it was cool because it was pre-internet, pre-social media. Yeah. So I didn't know. You know, you could be really unique and be true to that. You know, and then you you suddenly you're a teenager and you start learning about other artists and whatever. But I've always been into running and whatever and working out ever since I was little. It's true though. But yeah. Different journey today. Everything's so different. Yeah, everything's changing, and like a lot, all the stuff I got like bullied for is sort of just kind of taught not to do. I'm seeing that's yeah. There's so many opportunities in the fields of just being kind of <laughs> a, a fairy boy, or like being obsessed with uh, just cartoons and manga, and just I don't know 
all the all the all stuff the that <laughs> all the weird stuff like all the stuff that I loved I'm seeing yeah. this is kind of the stuff you gotta embrace it's kind of become a mainstream it really is it really it's, is it's like seeing the culture it's almost like it flipped over on itself yeah you know? it's, and it's not saying like you know quote unquote being a jock is 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 not still cool being I mean, a jock that, I mean being that still is a thing is cool. yeah but yeah. I mean being a being a weird artist is also it's a also thing. a thing now that's yeah. true I mean, yeah. if, I mean, being, there's many things now. Yeah, yeah there used to be two things. Now, I think social media probably had a lot. There's of a million things. It really now. exposed is like social media. Yeah. There's a lot of things now. It was like, yeah. Um, there's no two things. There's no three things. There's, there's an explosion of just what possibilities and creativity now on social media, and yeah. it's so funny because it's like it's also so addictive, and it just kind of absorbs all my attention and just become a couch zombie if I stay <laughs> on it too. I long. mean, they they've done that. They've done the research with the front-facing cameras we have on our phones now. Really? It's like there's a dopamine uh, thing that happens when you get a like or a notification. Yeah, seriously. And so, like, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all those guys, they realize it. And so, like, they want you to know when you get that. It feels so. like... It feels like you're in a casino or whatever. Mm-hmm. Slot machines just that's gaming exactly you what to... it is. It's a dopamine release. Yeah. So then you got this catch-22 where, like, if you're an artist or someone, you also need it. Yeah. Because it's like you it, need to, you actually need keeps the presence. drive alive, right? Well, not uh, <laughs> not just that. I mean, it sells art. <laughs> I mean, if you don't reach people it, every the, day, that's the thing. Yeah, you're not. It's like a double edged sword. If you're not reaching people, you're not selling your art. There's not a festival every day. You gotta you, you gotta stay in the minds of people yeah. every day with art, and and I don't know music, even music. I'm like, what do people post? Even the famous, the most famous artists I know post stuff every day. Oh yeah, like Steve Vai and all those cats. But you know? like visual artists too. Like there's a little riff I came up every with day, day, right? right visual right. artists too. It doesn't matter if they're millionaires. They sell every day. I see them on social media. I'm, yeah, I'm selling ten prints today. Like a, here's every my day. study or sketch. Every day. I'm selling it. You can't any, stop. You can't a, slow down. Or that. you're not in the world. You're not in the <laughs> this in the current world. And, you know, and you're you're no longer viable. You can lose viability. Oh, it's an instant. Instant, instantly. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I try to do. I try to drop at least two episodes of Porch Talk a week. Yeah. You have and, to. And you I realize, to. like, you if if I take a week off or if it's just one episode, it hurts. It. it yeah. It, it hurts. It, it, yeah. You lose. You lose. You lose people. You lose. For me, we lose. I lose money. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And and then I see like other podcasters and people that I follow, and like, they'll. Uh, revert to the audience at the end of the show and kind of like read comments and like emails or whatever and like if it's a week they took off that is all the that's all they talk about it's like <laughs> where were you last week and hey, it's like it's, oh forgive exactly. me for taking a week off right? yeah. have y'all yeah, ever heard right. of Joe Rogan I think he does some kind of podcast yeah so like I think, I think he's doing okay yeah he may be making a couple bucks does There's he ever couple. take a week off I don't think so. He doesn't take he. I mean, no, that he's, Monday through, he's Monday through Thursday. You can't take artist. it off. What if he took a month off, a year? Where would he be? You know what he viability. Come back? I mean, Maybe. he would still be calling UFC fights or you know somebody else would jump in there though. Yeah, you fill that gap. That's you it. know, you got to. So that's the, and wow. that's another thing about it though is like with the viability of like social media and the internet as we have it today is like there's always someone waiting to fill your space. Yeah, you that's know? right though. <clears throat> In a lot of songs. It's almost like you're on the inside doing work, but there's 20, 25 guys just outside the fence just waiting to get in the gate. So you got to balance that. I'm addicted. I need this. Yeah, seriously. The realistic, I need this. Really. I'm trying to, <laughs> seriously, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay, 
I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how I can enter the fray in like a way that is sustainable and isn't going to drive Some people crazy. put time limits on their, yeah. on their, you can do a timer on a social media. Yeah. This is how long you're going to spend on a day and it'll mm-hmm. cut off. That's one way to do it. Enter your stuff, then I might, I'd do that. And uh, There's a big thing, uh, I know a lot of people do it with their uh, kids and teenagers, is like uh, don't allow the phone in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think what Joe's saying is right. It's like when you look at your phone activity at the end of the week, and it's like you were on your phone sixteen percent more than you were last week. Yeah. Or, well, well, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Right? And, and, and another thing that you got to do if you're like an artist, uh, it's, and it's not just with social media. It's like going to festivals and stuff. You can't. Uh, you got to separate it as like. This art is the, this is the art stuff. You know, on some level, you can't just a little bit of let it compartmentalizing it. Self or I keep all notifications much. off for everything on my phone. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't. If you call me, I, I'll have to see it later. Y'all have to leave a message. I won't see yeah. it. If you text me, you just gotta I don't think get a of it as like here. I'm promoting this art stuff, but it's it's not me personally. You don't want to be like oh obsessing about how many likes you get on a given post and all of that. You know, you can't. Or like oh, this one person commented something. They don't like the color combination or some weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a balance for yeah. sure. But it's a beautiful tool. It can be a good it's, tool it's, for, uh, it's for a, sharing stuff. Though. It's and it's been, also a way to connect with other artists. That's the cool That's the biggest thing for us. It, yeah. Right? It, yeah. Well, i got three questions, and I want to pull this to a close. We're approaching the hour mark. Is uh, Joseph Garland. Yeah. If someone wants to reach you and what you're doing, how can they find you on social media? I'm on Instagram, underscore Joseph Garland, underscore. Uh, you can just type in my name, you'll find it. Um, okay. Joe J O S E P H Garland. I'm on. I got a. I got a website going. JosephGarland.work. So, y'all can check that out too. Right on. And for what's going on here, Joe and Joseph, how can they connect with what y'all do, and what's going on here? Uh. <laughs> what do you, what do you Go ahead. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um. I guess there's different ways to contact us. Uh, we're on Instagram as McGowan underscore art. We're on Facebook. Uh, there's a website. If There's uh, information on Google. If you Google McGowan Art Studio, there's contact information and the address there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> McGowan Art? McGowan Art. Art. Yep. On all these different platforms, basically. Yeah, McGowan Art. Uh, M-A-C-G-O-W-N. Right. You'll find us. Type that in. And and I guess question two is, is more for you, I guess, Joe, is if, and I'm sure, like, you're already, <coughs> like, looking toward the future and who you're going to bring in, but let's say there is an artist that might be interested in residency. What is the best way for them to get in touch with you and maybe show you their work and see if there might be some kind of common interest? I would say if a person is interested in working with us out here, um, probably contact me by email mm-hmm. at art at joemacgown.com. Okay. And uh, it's, M-A-C- it's A-R-T at J-O-E-M-A-C-G-O-W-N.com. Send me a bio. Send me some images. Tell me why you want to be here. And then we can go from there. Okay. Uh, and everybody has different needs and different uh Whatever capabilities, we're not like stuck yeah. on any particular thing, but that would be the best way. Definitely want to work with like all kinds of different yeah. artists. It could be a writer, it could be a musician, right. it could be a 
a sculptor. It could be someone doing one piece, someone doing a hundred pieces. And I really appreciate you like letting me come out here. You know, just podcaster, musician. Uh, it's it's always inspiring just just to be out here on this property, man. I really love what you've created. Yeah, I gotta say, like this is this is one of the best places, as far as I'm concerned. This is this is the real deal right here. Well, come back in a couple years. Yeah, and see it then, right? They, and Joseph Garland, to wrap this out the door. What was your favorite part of this interview? Favorite part of this interview? Just show a couple of cool guys, and nice to meet you, Alan. Yeah, man. You ask good questions. It's just like, I just feel like we're all here right now, you know what I mean? That's just Vibing. It. Well, let's walk this one on out. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thank yes, you. Sir. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Vibing. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.